All right, the best ball playoffs are here, and I'm running hot, guys. I'm running really hot. As of right now, heading into Monday Night Football, I have five teams currently advancing in BBM4 and a shot to get a sixth team in. We'll recap all of those sweats, overview those teams, and also we'll go through my DFS play, bricked out on DraftKings yesterday. Also ended up maxing Battle Royale this week. We can check in on the winning teams there and how I fared. It's the portfolio review. I'm Pete Overzet. Let's roll. I suffer from a debilitating condition known as atropic shockitis. Peter's one of the greatest depositors I've ever seen. Trust the process. Let's go. Let's go. I got auto match with Levitan. This is bullshit. If I just go the other way in that 66, I win all the money. All the money. If I had 150 lineups, I'd win too. Process over results. Hey everyone. All right, GMs, GMs. We got Tom across the pond fired up here for a big week. We got Brady out here min cashing in the Deposit Kingdom contest. Congratulations, Brady. We will, of course, review the rake free uh, DraftKings contest. Although I'm a little pissed off, um, partly on me, partly on you guys. We didn't fill it this week. Um, every single week, I've been rolling out uh, 420 entries. This week, we only got to 384. Uh, I did notice in general, like collectively, DFS interest was down this week for the main slate. I know the views on my show with JM were lower. I know some of the other rake-free contests uh, across the industry weren't filling. So I don't know if it was a dynamic between the Saturday night, uh, the Saturday games kind of diluting interest in the main slate, or if we have just finally reached peak capitulation from all of us GPP bros who continue to take a bath and we're waving the white flag. I don't know what it is, but sadly, I don't think I can go to my people at DraftKings and say, we need to do 420 entries again this week. I think uh, the meme number is gone. We ruined it. We ruined it. Uh, so we might be looking at a 369 entry tournament next week but we'll get to that gms gms all around robert is already uh in his feels about the 30 40 burger from cmc i mean that's the rub with the niners right we we know someone is going off probably two guys and you just never know who it's gonna be is it gonna be uh purdy to debo is it gonna be the kittle explosion week is it going to be the 40 burger from cmc who clearly has the cardinals number and it indeed was a cmc week GMs, GMs, um, Rand Dazzler. I can't believe how hard it is to advance in BBM. It is, I mean, I, I'm on the on the positive side of variance right now with how many teams I'm advancing, but like I had been mentally bracing myself and trying to like mentally brace everyone for for how brutal one out of 16 is. I mean, one out of 16 is it's it's insane to go from two to 12, essentially one out of six to one out of 16 um, is, is pretty wild. Uh, so yeah, it is a sobering, sobering contest. Um, if you want to feel better, you can go look at the payout structure again and see how like even getting a team to the finals, like your min cash there is a thousand dollars, which again, none of us are going to turn our nose up to a thousand dollars. But I mean, this, this contest is literally, you get top 10 or it doesn't matter, uh, essentially. And so getting to that top 10, it, it's like a needle in the haystack.
uh, truly with how big this contest is. So um, it is fun to have some sweats. I'm excited to share those guys with you. But I, I certainly uh, understand the flip side of it. Uh, because I've been there uh, last year, uh, brutal, not getting, uh, I think I had one team advance to the semis last year. And it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, you know, a kick in the dick, I think is the word I was looking for there because you get emotionally invested in these teams. You are sweating them all year. And that's kind of the beauty and the pain of best ball, right? That you get this slow drip sweat throughout the year of getting to watch these teams and then, you know, envisioning the best case scenarios for them. And then it's like one out of 16, boom, get kicked in the dick. So uh, I'm, I'm certainly going to be sympathizing with all of you. And I will be joining you here very shortly when all of my teams inevitably flame out as well. Uh, yeah. Big game tonight. Bummer that we don't have, uh, doesn't look like we're going to have Gino tonight. I mean, that was going to make this a really fun spot um, because you get, the Eagles who give up the most points to opposing quarterbacks and wide receivers. Perhaps we get the JSN breakout game, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett liable to go gam. I still think those guys can have big games tonight, but uh, I don't know. I feel like the floor and the ceiling is much lower with Drew Locke, um, but hopefully we get some fun points here. Um, let's see, GMs, GMs. Uh, I think I'm going to play uh, or talk a little, uh, not quite as long on the tournament stuff so we can review some best ball mania sweats here um but i'm catching up on the uh the chat here aj says funny how best ball struggles lead me to best ball drafts i know the uh the action is uh is absolutely flying right now shout out to underdog too who just released some smaller versions of the playoff contests um there are now some contests up there uh that are 20 max i believe maybe 15 max but nice to have some of those time box contests I think the rhythm I've been settling into is like earlier in the week, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I've been doing playoff drafts. And then, you know, once we get projections, once I start to look at the following slate, then I'm just all in on the BRs. Uh, so that's kind of how I'm playing it right now. But those contests are awesome. And we're also, you know, a little birdie, little word on the street. We're going to have some fun action next week because we have the weird, you know, Christmas Eve, Christmas and, uh, a slate of games. And I think underdog's going to hook us up with a lot of fun uh, action there. So uh, no re rest for the weary here with the, the button clicking guys, we're going to have to be in peak form over the next week or two. Um, I need to hop in right now. And uh, yes, thank you to producer Phil uh, for reminding me, we need to do a couple things. And I actually have, I have some shocking news on the coffee front, but let's first feed the ducks. Thank you, Phil for reminding me. I getting I don't even have my headphones on to hear how these Oh yeah, the ducks are slapping. Um, but the big news on the coffee front was uh I did this on my cram yesterday, but the carafe, the tip of our coffee carafe, uh broke. The uh it had gotten dropped and a little piece of plastic had shattered. And now the coffee goes everywhere when you pour it. I, I had a massive spill on the cram show yesterday for YouTube members, and we've had to improvise. And I'm now using my cold brew carafe here as a vehicle for my hot coffee, because otherwise I would have spilled just all over myself. So you guys are getting, uh, you know, a, a coffee pour via a translucent vehicle. So, you know, something for both the visual and the audio listeners today. So shout out to everyone watching live who gets to see this coffee uh, get poured here. 
pretty smooth, if I say so. I felt like a, like a scientist in a lab with his beaker or whatever. You know, Walter White cooking up uh, some best ball sweats in the lab here. Um, all right. Thank you. We got the ducks. We got the coffee. Let's talk a little DFS. Um, per usual here, uh, I, I found myself uh, firing at underdog drafts through most of the week, which meant uh, I ended up relying on the Sims a little bit more for building my lineups. I talked about this with Karain on Best Ball After Dark on Saturday night where you know, I'm, I'm letting the Sims kind of bubble up the best lineups. And then I obviously have my takes. I have the games that I want to roll out, some players I want to target. I, I gold star locked Romeo Dobbs yesterday. That did not work out. Um, but essentially what I'm doing is then kind of hand picking the lineups that are grading really well and simming well for the specific contest I'm playing. So I like using the solver for that. Uh, I can then see, hey, how did these grade out in the 2222 spy? I don't know why I said it like that. Apparently, I wanted to say 2222, uh, the 2222 entry spy here. And I knew I wanted to attack this Tampa Bay uh, secondary via Jordan Love. I really love this spot here. I also knew Jaden Reed was going to be very, very popular. So this was the lineup I rolled out in this mid-spy here. Uh, it was a Jordan Love double stack with Romeo Dobbs and Dontavian Wicks. Uh, Jordan Love comes in at 10.8%, Dobbs at 6.4%, Wicks at 2.4%. Um, it gets in some, uh, it does have a bring back in that game in Rashad White, who comes in at 16.6%. And then um, the unique piece here was getting to CD Lamb at 9,200. Um, a lot of people were going to be doing the Kyron and CMC piece together. Um, so this lineup gets in CD Lamb, and then it has some of the other chalk pieces around it. Um, you know, the Sims know that this one is going to be pretty unique with the Dobbs and the Wicks. So it gets me in uh, Rashid Shahid at 27.1%, Chigakonkwo at 19.7%, Browns D at 5.4%. Um, you know, when I looked at this lineup, I loved the overall construction. It was the, the double stack on the quarterback. I liked. It got me up to a really unique piece I knew no one was going to be on uh, in CD Lamb here. And then Rashad White is the bring back. The Packers have been really bad uh, against the run, and I like the story that that bring back told. And then obviously getting in Kyron. I mean, Kyron at 7,500 was mispriced, but there isn't much to talk about, right? Like if you don't have the CMC burger, um, if you're not getting the 25 from Purdy, you really did need that Purdy CMC stack um, yesterday. Um, and then my, my gold star lock, Romeo Dobbs, uh, couldn't get it done there. So I uh, feel good about this lineup. It accomplished a lot that I wanted to, but just too many snowflakes here. Uh, you know, six from Dobbs is not going to cut it. Six from Shahid, not going to cut it. Uh, Chig also, I mean, one of the things that's maybe frustrating here in trusting the Sims is I think if I IKB'd this lineup, I probably would have just swapped out Chig for Tucker Craft. Um, cause I like the spot for Tucker craft in general. I like to just correlate my, uh, my tight end with the quarterback, but this is one of those weird spots, right? When you do rely on the projection systems, um, it liked the Chigaconquo projection at a per dollar basis more. I think I would have just been perfectly content coming down from Brown's defense and getting up to Tucker craft. Um, so yeah, that, that's the one thing where I think if I would have manually intervened, um, I would have done that. Um, but yeah, I, I trusted the Sims on this one. Uh, didn't quite get there. Let's see what one 
first place here. Um, interesting that this first place team did not have uh, James Cook, who went nuke. But this first place team, Joe Flacco, CMC, Kyron Williams, Curtis Samuel, Jalen Waddell, Wandell Robinson, David Njoku, Noah Brown, and Patriots defense. Um, you know, this to me uh, is just a really sharp lineup. Um, you know, you look at some of the pieces, CMC, Kyron, uh, Wandell Robinson, you know, nothing fancy there those were all projected to be you know popular plays i guess the wandell robinson stuff came down a little bit when waller was made inactive but you look at some of these other plays and it was basically guys who were going to step into a big role boost but were not catching steam because of the price tag right jalen waddle caught no steam despite tyree kill being out because everyone was worried about the fucking weather uh apologies to the kids at 10 a.m but seriously guys just stop with the weather i'm so you know what's so ironic too about stopping with the weather is if there was a game in new england today we could have legitimately worried about the weather outside my window. We're getting 60 mile per hour wind gusts today. I could have actually given permission to worry about the weather. Uh, but yesterday was not one of those spots. We have to stop worrying about the weather. Uh, apparently, we have to stop worrying about the matchup too because Jalen Waddle absolutely cooked yesterday, did his best Tyree Kill impression, 142 receiving yards, eight receptions, and uh, got the bonus there as well in addition to that long TD. But yeah, like looking at guys like Jalen Waddle, David Njoku, Noah Brown, all of those guys projected very well. I love the skinny stack Flacco to David Njoku. Noah Brown was a guy that people didn't have much interest in because you're like, man, Case Keenum, 5,000. But the target boost here for both Jalen Waddle and Noah Brown specifically made them really good plays. So I think this was such a sharp lineup here. Curtis Samuel, uh, I thought he was going to catch more steam when we were doing the cram yesterday, um, you know, he's been the best wide receiver, the most consistent wide receiver on the commanders heading into that game. And yet he comes in at 12.7% here, gets the two TDs, um, correlates that with Kyron Williams. Um, yeah, just a really solid lineup where I think the levers being pulled here were very sharp. Let's look at uh, my lineup that I rolled out in the big spy. This was another one where I TTP trusted the process on the Sims. This lineup, um, when I ran some of my rules uh, in the solver, I like to do, you know, let me see the best lineups that feature a quarterback and a double stack and also multiple pieces that are less than 10% uh, projected ownership. And then this lineup kept bubbling up to the top every time I was simming this out for the big contests here in the spy. And it was a Dak Prescott double stack. I mean, I knew this was getting squeezed. Like everything that people were going to be doing, they weren't getting to... Uh, to CD Lamb, they weren't getting to Dak. Everyone was getting funneled down to other stuff, other games. Uh, I agreed with the Sims that this provided a really nice leverage spot. So this ended up being this lineup here. Uh, Dak Prescott double with CD Lamb and uh, Jake Ferguson. Dak comes in at 3%. CD Lamb comes in at 9.7%. Jake Ferguson comes in at 8%. Um, then it slammed in some chalk running backs here. Kyron Williams again at 52%, Zeke at 28.4%. And then I love some of the other one-off pieces it put in here, which is why I ended up handpicking this one. It had Terry McLaurin at 9.4%. I mentioned him on the cram yesterday. He was in the buy Leone model. He was a guy that 
Uh, I really liked in this spot. Um, you, you envision they're playing catch up here against the Rams. Everyone feels burned by McLaurin. Um, and so I thought he would get squeezed and was a nice one-off piece here. Did Traylon Burks as the 3K punt wide receiver? I like that one. I know a few of you guys on the cram mentioned being into Burks. Um, he doesn't get a touchdown here, so he's not a total smash. But at 3K, 0.6% ownership and 9.4 points, like you can win tournaments uh, with a 9.6 from a low-owned uh, punt play wide receiver. This one also jammed in the double tight ends, which continues to be the prevailing meta um, across so many of these DraftKings contests. The double tight ends continue to project better. I saw so many, you know, David Njoku, Trey McBride combos, you know, Tucker Craft, David Njoku combos yesterday. This one, Tucker Craft comes in at 20.2% uh, as another punt play option. Um, and then I had Rams D in here at 7.7%. So this was another one of those, like, um, just not playing scared. You know, it's hard to win the, win the big spy 4,444 entries, very top heavy. How's the way I can get up there? Well, uh, if, if the Dak, uh, Prescott double stack returns to glory here, then you're competing with so few rosters. It does not hit Dak only, uh, throws for seven, uh, or 134 pass yards has an interception, no touchdowns. Just a brutal, brutal game uh, here for Dak. Yeah, GA, uh, Terry. Yeah, I think his production was pretty evenly split between Howell and uh, Jacoby. And man, he would have had even a bigger game. He fell down at the one on one of those big bombs there. Um, but before we get excited about Terry McLaurin with Jacoby Brissett, uh, Rivera's already on record saying Sam Howell is his starter. But Corain got to have at least like two hours of gloating of I told you so, Sam Howell is going to get benched. So, uh, yeah, even even as a Howell bag defender, um, it's pretty obvious that Jacoby would be better for um, the McLaurin and Jahan Dotsons of the world. Um, pretty easy to see that he would uh, take more shots down the field with those guys. Yeah, 93 yards with Brissett, 141 yards total. Someone else can do the math there. Uh, on what he did with Howell. So these were my two main DraftKings lineups. Uh, not much to write home about here. Let's see what team won the big spy. This person did do the Case Keenum punt play, um, which I thought was an interesting strategic wrinkle. I think if I would have done it, um, I probably wouldn't have ended up stacking it with Noah Brown. I probably would have just been like, let me use the 4K salary on Case and I'll build out game stacks around it. This uh, user, Jammins, uh, goes Case Keenum to Noah Brown. That stack obviously pays off. Um, and then a fairly chalky lineup around this. CMC, Kyron Williams, Rashad White. I mean, those were three of, what, the top five most popular running backs. The only ones omitted there being Zeke and Antonio Gibson. Uh, Demarcus Robinson was one of the most popular uh, punt play wide receivers on the Rams. Noah Brown, really the unique differentiator here, as well as the Dolphins defense. So getting up to a 3.7% owned Dolphins defense at 4K, um, but otherwise nothing too fancy in here. Skinny stack, Case Keenum to Noah Brown, kind of similar to the skinny stack that won the other spy, uh, Joe Flacco to David Njoku, and then getting in the chalk here. Also, holy cow, I knew Jaden Reed was going to be popular. Uh, I didn't know he was going to be 50% in the spy popular. I was thinking when we were talking about Jaden Reed chalk, we were looking at like 30 to 35%. Holy shit, Jaden Reed, 50%. Um, and I think you could argue he just, you know, barely paid that off, right? 17 points, but at 50% ownership. Um, but hey, it paid off for Jammins here, 100K. Richard, congratulations there.
Yeah, I agree with this from Brady. The double tight end meta will be around until they soften 3.5 to 5K wide receivers. And I I, I personally, I, I had been so stubborn with it up until two weeks ago. I finally capitulated. It's like, there's only so many times I can look at the Sims, I can look at the optimizers and bully out the second tight end. Uh, last week, I let a Travis Kelsey, Evan Ingram lineup stay in there. Evan Ingram goes nuke. This week, I let the Tucker Craft and Jake Ferguson double tight end stay in there. Tucker Craft pays off his punt tag. Um, I'm embracing the double tight end meta, and uh, I agree. I, I think it would be nice if DraftKings would tighten it up. Um, I think it's fun when you're having to make equal decisions where the punt tight end versus the punt wide receiver kind of hold equal weight. Um, but uh, it took me way too long to learn my lesson. I will not be avoiding it for as long as the pricing dictates that it makes sense. Uh, who won the world championships? You know, I, I did look at those lineups uh, yesterday, uh, mainly because Andrew Wiggins uh, from ETR, uh, Makasupa, I believe is his username. He was competing in the contest. I think he finished top 15, top 12, maybe. Um, but yeah, I didn't recognize the user who won first place. Um, although I kind of wanted to show one lineup in there that I thought was super sharp. I think he got like third place. But I just really liked the lineup. And now that you say it, I want to uh, pull this up. Uh, let me pull up Andrew Wiggins because uh, I know he shared the link to the World Championships. And then we'll review the uh, the Deposit Kingdom contest here. Um, so first place went to uh, IMPGM. Uh, I'm not familiar with that user. I don't know if any of you guys know him. Um, they did have that skinny Brock Purdy to CMC. I mean, just a, an alpha dominant stack there yesterday with those two combining for what? 45, 70 plus points. Devin Singletary, what a sick play, man. Imagine playing for 2.5 mil and putting in Devin Singletary with Case Keenum. Uh, at quarterback at 0.5% and getting 24 points, total alpha play. Imagine winning $2.5 million with 1.9 points from Michael Gallup, but you get Jalen Waddle, you get Noah Brown. Uh, I mean, that's honestly like the most incredible thing to play Devin Singletary and Noah Brown and then not take the plunge on Case Keenum. Um, that's pretty nuts. Um, Trey McBride at tight end, Demarcus Robinson. This was like a wild lineup in like how many punts it had. Demarcus, 3,600. Uh, Michael Gallup, 3,300. Singletary, 5,400. But does get up to Dolphins defense. This is definitely a lineup I never would have made. Um, but makes a shit ton of sense. Uh, certainly makes some sense here. Um, surprising to have Demarcus Robinson, but not uh, Kyron uh, Williams in this lineup. But I, the, line, the lineup that I thought was super impressive to me, where is it? It was second place here. I loved this lineup from Hoosier alum. It's a Joe Flacco triple stack. And the reason I like this so much is because it kind of goes back to that idea that we talk about on the block party a lot of the block of points. Because I've had those conversations on the show here, right? It was a couple of weeks ago. How, how is a Derek Carr triple ever going to get there? How's Derek Carr going to support three guys? How's Desmond Ritter going to support three guys? Well, how is Joe Flacco going to support three guys? Well, the bar that he has to clear to support that is so much lower when you have a $5,500 Flacco, a 6 k Amari Cooper, a $4,500 Elijah Moore, and a $4,700 David Njoku. And so you basically go to my motto of you got to crack a few eggs to make an omelet. He had to sacrifice Elijah Moore here to get the 29 from Njoku to get the 23 from Amari, but this
All right, I think we're back temporarily here. Uh, yeah, power went out. This is what I get for uh, talking about how weather is overblown. And then I get 60 mile per hour wind gusts uh, taking me down. So now you get to see uh, April's balloons here from her one-year-old birthday uh, in the background here. Um, all right, let's see if I can get this back on track. I I'm honestly shocked that how many of you uh, stuck around. I think we had like 350 people watching and uh, 285 of you are still here. You guys are, are dedicated. Um, 
I don't have all my screen share stuff up here. <laughs> I think I think we can move on. I was talking about that team in second in the world championships that rolled out a uh, a Flacco, yeah, triple stack here. Uh, so shout out to that guy. I just thought that was a su super like, I don't give a shit what you think. Uh, I'm competing for two and a half million dollars and I'm gonna roll out a Joe Flacco triple. That makes a ton of sense from a correlation standpoint. I just thought that was pretty badass. Um, all right, uh, let's do the Deposit Kingdom contest. Let me try to, now I'm on my laptop and I'm just like, I feel so uh, handicapped here. Uh, I hate doing stuff on a laptop. You get so spoiled with the monitors and stuff and then doing the screen share, but we will we'll survive here. Let's, uh, let's pull up the Deposit Kingdom contest. As I said, guys, we did not fill this one this week. Um, I should have done a, a secondary push in the Discord to remind people that's on me but it's also on you guys for not filling it. Shame on all of us here. Um, here's my dusty uh, Jordan Love team in here. Um, let's go check out who won. Uh, Liam, H-Y-Y-C, uh, 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 not Chess Liam. No, 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 this is Liam H-Y-Y-C here. Uh, he did do the, uh, the Kyron Williams, Noah Brown thing. Uh, had Christian McCaffrey, Kyron Williams, Cooper Cup, Curtis Samuel. So, uh, this is fun, uh, Rashid Shaheed, David Njoku, and Jets defense. This is fun because I think other than the Noah Brown thing, this is how I would have liked to have used Keenum, right? Where you say, I'm going to basically stack up that Rams and Commanders game, but without Stafford or Howell, you play Kyron, Cup, and Samuel. I like that. And then you kind of just play the best one-off chalk uh, around that CMC um uh, Rashid Shahid, and then I'm surprised David Njoku only 4.4%. That obviously ended up being a common denominator to all of these winning lineups here. Um, so yeah, nice team there. Jets defense doesn't even matter. Uh, let me see, should I throw myself up here? Uh, Jets D, two points, uh, doesn't even matter enough to take it down there with some of those big scores. Um, let's see, yes, Tyler, thank you. Weather took out the stream to kill this team before it could advance to week 16. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's see here. And thank you. We, we At least we still have the Ducks going. You know, I'm so glad uh, producer Phil reminded me to play the Ducks so you guys had some ambient noise uh, while I was gone. Um, let's see who got second here. Uh, ETS45 uh, had a Jordan Love team, but uh, with Jaden Reed and Tucker Kraft. Um, this lineup, look at all the flames in this lineup. Kyron Williams, Rashad White, CMC, uh, Rashi Rice, who that, this is the first time we've seen Rashi Rice on a winning lineup. Must have been just a price dynamics thing um, at 6,100, but 24 points from Rashi Rice there. Bill's defense ended up being a nice play. You know what also is interesting? Of all these winning lineups we've reviewed across the spies in this, have we seen a single James Cook team yet? Um, that's pretty wild. Uh, that I, I would have assumed James Cook would have been showing up in more of these lineups. Um, let's see if anyone here in the top 10 does T win have James Cook. Nope. CMC, Kyron. Uh, there's a Kadarius Tony. Wow. I did not know Kadarius Tony was on the menu uh, for week uh, 16. Shout out to T win for finding a way to get 3,100 Kadarius Tony in there. Um, am I going to be able to find a James Cook team? Did anyone play James Cook? Uh, Let's see here. Here's a Stafford team with Kyron and Cup. That that ended up being like the meta yesterday, right? Like being willing to stack quarterbacks with running backs. Like if you use Stafford with Kyron, if you use Purdy with CMC, you use Josh Allen with James Cook. Um, those quarterback running back stacks were getting there. Um, I'm I'm just 
shocked that I can't find a single James Cook team. No one played James Cook? Jeez. All right, no James Cook teams. I mean, if he's if James Cook isn't in the top 10, I mean, you would have had to have built a pretty bad lineup uh, to have not have finished top 10 with James Cook. Oh, here's a couple James Cook as I, as I get to these. Uh, was it 13 here? USC, Biggie. Matthew Stafford, James Cook, Rashad White, Michael Gallup, Cooper Cup, Jaden Reed, Chig, Christian McCaffrey, and Jets defense. Okay, so James Cook was 10% in our contest. I mean, a 39 ball from James Cook is just so massive. And uh, does it tell anyone else that, like, we've been watching this Bills staff um, underutilize James Cook all year? You know, first it was like, oh, they'll just use him between the 20s, you know. And it's like, I don't even give a shit if you're not going to use him at the goal line, even though you should. But just his touch counts, you know, continuously being under 15 or whatever. And it's like, oh, no shit. You give the ball to your most explosive playmaker and he rewards you with 179 rush yards. I mean, he's by far their most explosive player on the team. I don't even think it's close. Um, I just think it's been egregious how, uh, how it took them this long to to feature James Cook as the cornerstone of their offense when he's clearly uh, their best player. Um, yeah, and like the thing is, it's like I, I know they're always going to do that with Latavius Murray at the goal line. Brady says it tilts me that they give Murray the uh, the the TD, but I, I don't even care if they do that as long as they're giving him twenty touches a game. Like, um, and they finally did that yesterday. The offense rolled. Um, I, I really think that this team outside of Josh Allen, you know, lives and dies by by James Cook uh, going forward because he's he's their most dynamic player. Um, Eving made easy new here. I was so close to hashtag the process. Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a tough, tough day yesterday. I would say it was a similar day um, as far as, you know, we continue to see a, a ton of chalk smashes. I mean, you needed CMC, you needed Kyron, um, you know, and, and preferably together, uh, which we knew were going to be the, the most frequented running back combo. And well, like, you know, it's famous last words I said on the cram. I was like, you know, I, I'm, I'm probably not getting away from both of these guys. Like I played Kyron um, in both my lineups, but I wasn't going to play those guys together. Um, I thought it was smart to play uh, like Kyron with one of the other 49ers pieces you know, Debo, Ayuk, or uh, Kittle as kind of leverage on that. But when they when CMC drops 40, it doesn't matter. Also, uh, I, I do need to address uh, Debo Samuel Nation. Um, I know Davis has been trying to uh, welcome me with open arms to Debo Samuel Nation. Um, I refuse. I appreciate it. Um, I will continue playing Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle instead of Debo Samuel until, you know, a defense just decides to cover him on a play for once in his goddamn life uh that first touchdown for Debo and I was like okay here comes the mention from Davis um the funny thing is is I I have I have Debo like on all of my best season long teams our team in the uh FFPC main event I believe it's top 60 right now the team with Karain and Gretch has Debo Samuel on it like three of my best basketball teams uh all have Debo Samuel on it um so I just want it to be clear in season long I'm firmly on team Debo in weekly contests, I'm the biggest Debo hater. I mean, his ADP in the Battle Royale contest this week, which is a good segue into talking about that. I mean, he was going fourth. There were drafts I was doing, guys, where Debo Samuel was going ahead of CD Lamb. That That's a club I can't join. That's a slappy club. Debo Samuel's fine, but he can't be going ahead of CD Lamb. He's not a fourth overall pick. Come on. 
Um, so I'm doubling down on my my anti Debo and weekly take for as long as his ADP remains this frothy. Um, let's head over to underdog here, uh, man. I'm going to just do a little bit with Battle Royale because I do want to preview a couple of my... Kyle, I'm well aware he scored more points. This is a process show, buddy. Uh, taking Debo Samuel, who projects for infinitely less uh, work than CD Lamb is bad process and will burn you in the long run. Um, let's see here. Uh, I, I just want to quickly look at Battle Royale because I do want to make sure we get into some of the best ball sweats for tonight. As I mentioned, I did end up uh, maxing Battle Royale last week. Uh, did not go well for me. So what is that? 750 entry in entry fee. I got, uh, I guess, a, almost half of it back here. Um, did not end up having the right combos here. First place uh, was the Brock Purdy to CMC. You had to have CMC and James Cook paired together. That was mandatory to have a shot at first. Um, Brock Purdy, I believe, ended up being the optimal quarterback at 25.68 points. Um, Jalen Waddle ended up being a piece you needed. And you notice here in this winning lineup, Jalen Waddle was a swap. And so I had... 30% Tyreek yesterday across uh, Battle Royale. And one of the things that was super interesting about Jalen Waddle, his ADP was at 27.4, which would indicate that he's drafted in most contests, which would make you think that he wasn't available for swap. But I ended up with a ton of Jalen Waddle too. I set my ranks. And basically what I did once I heard Jalen or uh, Tyreek Hill was out is I set my ranks to be if Jalen Waddle's available, give me him. If Raheem Mostert's available, give me him. If Devon Achan's available, give me him. And then if not, I said, if none of those three guys are available, give me uh, Aaron Jones. And so that's how I was kind of playing it. And I ended up getting a decent amount of Jalen Waddle. And I think it goes to show again how there were so many drafts he wasn't getting taken, even with the Tyreek uncertainty, because people hated the matchup and people hated the... Um, the weather situation but a uh, pretty sick alpha move here by b surge to get uh, a jalen waddle swap to win him the 30k so congratulations there this was my best lineup i did have a cmc james cook most of my james cook teams were with josh allen i like that correlation um here you go here's how i get buried by my brandon Ayuk take my best lineup had brandon Ayuk here um what i really needed this to be was a tyreek hill team and then this tyreek hill pick which would have been right here at pick 12 where I took Brandon Ayuk. Um, I probably took Ayuk over Tyreek because uh, I like the CMC pairing there. If this is a Tyreek team that I then swap to uh, Jalen Waddle, then I'm actually cooking again. I probably have a top 10 team in that case. But alas, uh, Brandon Ayuk, Amari Cooper, Trey McBride here. Um, this team finishes in 310th place. Um, so no battle royale winnings for me. Um, I, I basically got in a bunch of the other contests. Um, I maxed the, the $3 hurry up, um, did a couple in, uh, the bomb, but I bricked that fullback dive, bricked that. Um, so yeah, uh, not a great day for me in those battle Royale streets, uh, but it is what it is. Let's try to maximize our time on, uh, best ball mania. Cause I am pretty excited about some of the sweats I have heading into tonight um let's pull out here my team so i had 33 teams advance to uh to week 15 um and i currently have five teams 
that are uh, in first and advancing, which is a very good rate. You know, we talked about 16% being average for getting into the playoffs, right? Which is two out of 12, one out of six comes to about 16, 17%. Um, the expectation in this round is one out of 16, less than 1%, 0.0. Six uh, percent here, and the fact that I have five of my thirty-three um, advancing here uh, is pretty good uh, at fifteen percent there. So um, nice uh, above expectation here, and uh, I'll show you some of these teams. Um, we have one from the Swole Cast, or sorry, two from the Swole Cast. We have one team that I drafted on Best Ball Breakfast with Sean Siegel, which is a very fun team because it has basically none of the traditional league winners on it. I have one team on Splash Play, and then I have one team from Best Ball After Dark with Gretch. And this is a funny one because Gretch and I were pretty toasted when we drafted this team. Um, we had done the randomizer draft right before this. Um, but this team has the CMC Rashad White James Cook triumvirate. I mean, this thing, so it has three quarterbacks, Jordan Love, Sam Howell, Desmond Ritter, Christian McCaffrey, Rashad White, James Cook, Samaj P. Ryan, Pierre Strong at running back. Devontae Smith, DK Metcalf. What's crazy about this team, this team is already up by, what is it, 12 points here? And it still has Devontae Smith, DK Metcalf to go tonight. Those guys haven't even scored. It has Terry McLaurin, Chris Godwin, Gabe Davis, Romeo Dobbs, Tyquan Thornton, rest in peace, Rashid Shahid, um, Kyle Pitts and David Njoku. Um, this is by far one of my favorite teams. Um, you'll see a lot of winning teams this week have two of Christian McCaffrey, Rashad White, James Cook, maybe just one of those three, but to have all three of those guys um, on a hyper-fragile team where we haven't even gotten points from our first two wide receivers in Devontae Smith and DK Metcalf, um, it's a team that could cook. It's a team that could cook. So uh, I, I think what I'll do is I'll... Uh, I'll make a playlist uh, of the teams um, that are advancing. Uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll try to make a separate playlist. And if people want to go back and watch some of these streams, um, I kind of am curious about this one because Gretch and I were very toasted when we did this one. Um, uh, let me show you real quick here. We can tap through some of these. Um, the team with Sean is a very fun team because, you know, we talk about like low advance rate players. I mean, this team has none of the standard league winners. So it's a Kenny Pickett, Brock Purdy, Sam Howell team, has a zero from Ramondre, has Travis Etienne, James Cook, Devon Achan, Tajay Spears, and Chase Brown at wide receiver. Cooper Cup, T. Higgins, Brandon Ayuk, Jahan Dotson, George Pickens, Jacoby Myers, Marvin Mims. I mean, like, you are not going to see that combo. Uh, I mean, Cooper Cup, Higgins, Ayuk alone, um, not that those guys haven't had their moments, but you're just typically going to see a Keenan. You're going to see a Debo. You're going to see, you know, uh, a Tyreek or, or any of these other wide receivers here. So this combo feels very unique. Um, and then tight end, Pat Fryermuth and Cole Komet. So this is another team that, you know, outside of the Ramondre zero, which sucks, um, uh, you know, has some really nice pieces there. Um, that I think could uh, could make some noise. And I was looking at this and we're pretty protected tonight. The team behind us is done. The team that's 15 points behind us does have AJ Brown, but already has 19.9 in their flex. So AJ Brown would have to score literally like 45 points to unseat us there. Um, so this team's looking in good shape. 
the Swolecast, two Swolecast teams here. Um, I kind of like this one. It's a it's a two seven seven two zero RB build. Um, I'm not going to get points from Gino tonight. Um, I don't think he's going to play. Uh, but this team also still has JSN, and I believe when I was looking through the guys behind me that this team was fairly protected as well. But this team's fun. Two and Gino, zero RB team with DeAndre Swift, James Cook, Khalil Herbert, Tyler Algier, Devin Singletary, Chuba Hubbard, Jerome Ford. I was wondering, I hadn't like spotted many of my Singletary Chuba teams uh, previously, but to have those two together uh, feels good along with James Cook there. Uh, Stefan Diggs, Jalen Waddle, Debo Samuel, Amari Cooper, JSN, Alec Pierce, Braxton Berrios, Jesus, uh, Dallas Goddard, and Dalton Schultz. Um, but that combo, Diggs, Waddle, Samuel, Amari, maybe we get a JSN night. This team feels pretty good to me as well. Um, yeah, so I have one team tonight that I really want to get in. It's honestly probably my favorite of most of these teams. I mean, the team with Gretsch is filthy, but this team here is in second. It's a Dallas-Detroit team. So I'm back, I'm behind B. Fitzer right now by six points. Um, he, this poor guy, man, he's in first with seven points from Dak. He's gonna, that's gonna be a score because he only has Herbert. Um, he does have uh JSN going tonight but jsn i believe would what need to score more than 8.9 to hit his lineup and then i have a couple really interesting pieces here so this team is a dak jared goff has Brees hall dalvin cook james cook tyler algier devin singletary tajay spears and then tonight i haven't even played aj brown in debo and uh, tyler lockett yet this team has aj brown amon ross st brown debo samuel tyler lockett brandon cooks jonathan mingo khalil shakur and then three tight ends kyle pitts Taysom hill jake ferguson so i'm six points behind but i have jonathan mingo currently scoring at 5.2 and i have aj brown and lockett so i basically assuming that jsn doesn't go nuke um i basically need one of aj brown or tyler lockett to score 11 plus points because i need them to cut the gap on mingo for five two and then cover the six point gap to be fitzer so i will be rooting for aj brown and tyler lockett tonight to have uh to have a decent game because if that team could sneak in i just really like this overall um kind of smattering of plays i feel like aj brown uh, Amon Ra is a pretty fun pairing. Um, Amon Ra is going to be a heavy advance rate player, I think. Um, but he'll be fairly unique with AJ Brown, I would guess. And then just the idea of getting this Dak stack through, because I think a lot of Dak stacks are going to die, right? I mean, he was uh, on a ton of teams and, you know, various configurations with Lamb and um, in Ferguson. So I would love to get uh, this team through here um this week so yeah it's gonna be some fun sweats um i think there was a couple um this team with denny uh that's in second i think it's uh it's done because it doesn't have anyone going tonight unless the uh <laughs> this oh this one stings guys this one's taking a zero at running back it has 39 from cmc but zero from jacob zero from brian robinson rashad penny sean tucker so unless, if, if Rashad Penny gets any burn tonight, that will immediately hit the lineup. I guess I'm six points behind. How, how do we lose? How do we lose to a Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Deshaun Watson, Anthony Richardson team? Disgusting. So I guess there's a, I didn't even realize this one had a sweat. This team is done. 
So if anyone wants to root for six Rashad Penny points tonight in a revenge game, we could theoretically get seven in. Uh, thank you, Don. Yeah, I feel I feel extremely fortunate. I I I, I trust me. I understand the math. I understand uh, how absurd it is to have even five, much less six, maybe seven teams in contention to advance um it is absolutely sun running um there is not much skill involved with that whatsoever um you look at some of the pod groups like you know this team with gretch this 182 burger that's going to even get more points tonight that would have advanced in most groups but i feel for this guy like uh sh reed here right drops 170 you go through my other ones that would advance here that would advance here that would advance easily advance here that would advance here like that pod luck strikes both ways you know it like and that is the thing because i'm i am a fan of the pod dynamic from a sweat perspective it really makes it more engaging but it is also very brutal uh to have a 170 point team i think i know we'll talk about it a lot in the off season i think there's maybe a way where there's almost some wild card spots each week. Like if you were in, say, the top 10 teams that uh, had a top 10 score that didn't advance, um, basically as a way to capture some of these really, really good teams that suffered, you know, bad pod luck, like I think that would be a cool solve. Um, and I don't know exactly how you figure that out with the, the dynamics and all the advance rate. It is really whipping here in New England, guys. Um, but yeah, so uh, it, it's it's both beautiful and, and painful at the same time. Uh, but I am just going to appreciate my good fortune here uh, and hope that we can get a few of these teams to sweat because I think it'd be really fun. The fact that you can go back and watch these Swolecast streams. Every one of these is publicly available except this Best Ball After Dark with Gretch. Uh, I will make a playlist with all these and I'll tweet that out too if anyone wants to go back and watch some of these teams um, I'm going to shut down the stream just a little bit early because I need to go see what my power situation is because I do XM here in uh, five minutes and I am on my laptop right now and I might need to uh, configure a, a different setup. Um, I'll try to do, I'm going to have some special one-off shows over the coming weeks. Definitely going to do a little reunion best ball breakfast show with Karain, um because he's launching his cool new playoff best ball tool. So we'll do that. I want to, maybe we'll do a separate sweat show. You know, if one of these teams is cooking, um, you know, I'd love to get Sean back uh, on a show. And uh, if we get any of these uh, teams that really start to make some noise, maybe we can do uh, a one-off stream or something like that um, to dig into them further. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll cook some stuff up here. Uh, hope you guys uh, have a good Monday night football, whatever you need, all your dreams come true. I'll be rooting for AJ Brown, for Tyler Lockett, for Rashad Penny. And uh, thank you, Tyler, as always. Yeah, if you want to, if you want to watch, we'll, we'll keep the Gretsch show paywalled. I think it should be paywalled because we were, we were, we were drunk and I, we were being very vulnerable. We talked about dad life and all of this stuff while apparently drafting just a banger of a team. So if you want to become a YouTube member, if you want to get access to those old best ball after darks, um, you can do that. Also get you uh, access to the Discord channel, uh, the Hand Builder and Opto Bros. I'll be in there sharing some showdown information later. Um, honestly, appreciate all you guys sticking around, even with the power going out. Normally that is a, a death blow 
for a stream. Um, I also have a Bulldog team that I'm pretty excited about right now that is advancing, but we'll save that for another day because I need to make sure my ducks are in a row. Uh, appreciate you all. Good luck tonight. And uh, I'll be back tomorrow with the club. Um, we'll figure out something for there. Maybe we'll look at our advancing teams there. Uh, maybe do some more playoff drafts, all of that good stuff. I'll catch you guys around the interwebs. Have a great rest of your day.